1: Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is June fifteenth. Andy, how are
0: we doing? Brendan, uh, pleasure to be here. Wonderful to be here in Boston, a town you're very familiar with. Yeah. A, uh, you know, we're here in the Precision Pro House. This is a great week, a major championship.
1: Very excited. Very excited. Obviously, live live golf and the versus PGA Tour is a constant, continuing topic as it has been on this podcast and the world of golf for basically the first six months of this year. But like it's possible to consume, have to engage that very real news story that's going on and also be extremely excited for the competition at hand, for the characters in the competition, for the stage that they're playing on. Um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. I, obviously, I, I have an affinity for Boston having gone to college here, but it, it was beautiful out today. Uh, it's such a cool town. It feels like, uh, you know, we're grateful, obviously, to be in the Precision Pro House. Be back for back on the road for the U.S. Open. The house that Rangefinder's uh, built. We're here. The house that the Rangefinder's <laughs> built. So it, it just feels like a really good setting for um, the national championship, right? Like this, this town, this market, mm-hmm. this uh, club, kind of given its history as a founding member, the aesthetic of it. Uh, I, I'm not suggesting it should be the the host every other year or anything like that, but it just is like a real sort of scene befitting the national championship.
0: How about one of the founding clubs of the u s j one of the most intram- instrumental clubs in golf, hosting the f- first major championship post live? Interesting.
1: Not sure that, that what that means, but it's an interesting observation. Just thought about it. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's been, should we dispense with the live talk? for? Yeah, I
0: I think um, just in general, like (laughs) general commentary. I haven't been doing this that long, but I have been a golf fan for a very long time. And I cannot remember any major championship where a non- I obviously like Tiger coming back from things became big stories, but that you're talking about a player, a dominant player in the competition and coming back to the competition. This tournament on the ground has a really different atmosphere, a different feel, a different energy than I've ever been a part of uh, where you know it's just the golf's kind of second to the circus that's happening with the political, power grab in professional golf
1: yeah and, and today brooks kepka got really testy and angry with the media for asking questions about it but i mean like the media was creating the live story itself like i the players are the ones that are engaging this that are potentially moving that are rumored and 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 the players are talking about and it. that's the thing you go out there like every agent every player every media every every caddy. every stakeholder like every equipment like just everyone is sort of whispering about what they've heard, who might go, who might not go. Would it like, I think a lot of the players are in the dark about, you know, whether their friend or or someone they might know on tour, whether they're going, what the tour itself is doing. They're like asking media folks or asking other people, you know, when sometimes they're the horse's mouth, but, but they're not always. So it is just a constant source of, of discussion. I think like once, you know, ball's, Get in the air on Thursday, it will at least take a back seat, right, for four four days. Unless we of course we get some clash of you know, the Sharks versus the Jets, right? We we get someone from the Live faction. I don't know who a great option is right now from that from that faction. Dustin Johnson, maybe. Maybe. Um I I wouldn't put a lot of stock in like a, a Sergio, Kevin Day. Nah, phil
0: watch phil for a while today i watched bryson for a while i i i don't feel very good about what about bryson. patrick reed he's off the, Would, he'd, be the train. First, he'd be the first player to win with a grindworks driver is that the actual driver yeah
1: god i watched him today at the range a little bit and I, he had a i don't know some qualifier somebody played a practice round with so he wasn't out there solo table for one he had somebody with him, but I don't think I'm it was surprised by design. He's
0: not a golf saudi guy with all the you know, space he sells on his shirts and uh you know, his lack of a you know, seemingly in and out hat sponsor. You yeah. never know what he's gonna so show. Revolving
1: door there. I, I don't know that those are ever those are like weekly deals, right? This golf Saudi's never never on hats yet. He yeah. could be the first. Yeah, that's true. Uh so anyways, that that has come to I don't know if it, I'd say it consumes it, but when you get these practice round days, usually at these U.S. Opens, we overblow and overhype some sort of like extra. Is the U.S.J. is the U.S.J.A. blowing it? We have like fescue gate. We have you know are the greens too firm? Are they too fast? Is this mowing line been this that And that's like the grand tradition of the practice days at the U.S. Open. Well, for this one, it's it's really all about live, and that and I don't think it's possible to really overtalk about it because. Uh, you know, the entire foundations of the game are, it's, are, are, could be moving and, and crumbling. I've After a couple of days here, I feel like live is, like, going to work. It's going to happen. They're going to get more guys. And I don't know that the tour will crumble, but whatever. That's a separate discussion. Either way, we'll move on. I thought Brooks was odd, being very def- deflecting, maybe having to answer his own questions about his own mindset and his own position on it. What do he say? Like, I'm on the PGA Tour because there's nowhere else. Is why he stayed on the PGA tour. I haven't
0: had enough. Opt- I haven't had a choice. Now, now it exists. You know, uh, it didn't exist until this week. Just sort of his exasperation with it.
1: I was like, okay, all right, bud.
0: Uh, anyway, so a- "I love my brother. I'll always support him." That's you know, there was nothing. He basically didn't say anything that would make you feel great if you're the PGA tour. Yeah, yeah, but I mean,
1: before, well, just real quick, like, does do Brooks and Bryson? Would you be surprised if they like played like five more years, more than five more years? What if they have what if they're on the same team? That's fine. I'm saying careers anywhere. but certainly if they went to live, I think they might not be playing professional golf in like five years from now. I don't I, I don't know that they have long long careers ahead of them, either of those guys. So maybe that's what
0: the thought process is either way. I don't know. I mean, Bryson's still only like 27 years old. Yeah. 26, 27. But so. he's got all this. He's
1: growing the global GDP of the game. He, he played the family card. Jeff Shackelford pointed this out. It's like, your family is these TikTok meat sticks. He's single. Right. It's like, you know, Larry Curley and Moe doing TikTok videos and, and pumping weights, uh, pumping iron in the in the house in Dallas. That's maybe what... Is I don't know the you know the impetus behind switching,
0: but anyway, I, I have to give Bryson a little bit of shred of credit. I'm not in any way condoning his move to Saudi Arabia. I do, and he said some absurd things like growing the the GDP of the game, global, global, <laughs> global, but also gross domestic. <laughs> yes. But the thing I will say about Bryson that I appreciate is he's the first one first person that has come out and said this was a business decision it was about the money yeah and I I do appreciate a shred of honesty
1: I feel like Patrick Reed maybe said business decision too but I could be wrong either way so that's ongoing what are your other notes from the ground that because that is clearly the one that's overwhelmed the ground Uh, we've now walked around for one day we're back at the precision pro house to crash lay our heads Tuesday night um, My big takeaway from the ground on Tuesday is that the general public, general golf fan probably has no idea what the sort of moral failing of going to live is really all about or the betrayal aspect of it because – the full-throated support for Phil Mickelson was like, we might as well have been back at Kiowa when we were running through the dunes chasing him on Sunday. Uh, and I think a lot of people don't even know what Liv's all about, why there's an issue with it, what Phil's quotes to Alan Shipnuck were problematic, why they were an issue. Um, I mean, I will say, like, golf galleries maybe aren't always the brightest collection of oh, folks. Man. When I walked out there, someone asked me if I was Rory's coach today. No, I shit you not. I go, what? I go, are you Rory's coach? I go, no. <laughs> I mean, it was Sabo or McElroy. I mean, because I I've, well, wistfully wish I was Sabo. Anyway, so like, you know, you get some some idiots out there that don't know their head from their ass. Uh, but it was business as usual, Phil. There was no draw. There was no sort of PR uh fan public opinion penalty he paid at all they were shouting phil i wrote different idiotic things that were said at some point you know they're yelling for his calves like that just the calves and like these big media outlets are just signal boosting calves content again it's terrible live and let live they're shouting at him for that you know piss him off win this thing piss him off and win this thing like they're fully behind phil uh jay monahan thought he could marginalize or isolate phil uh that's not gonna happen at least at, at this championship
0: that's i mean that's what norman's banking on too obviously in the saudis yeah what's crazy is like in like march
1: and april there were so many like store people who would say like there are like 15 stories out there right now that would just completely incinerate phil as a public figure and he'd have to never and that just feels so long ago it felt like he was really irredeemable or unrecoverable from being down and out and like today you wouldn't he's just just eating it up smiling doing the thumbs up like nothing had changed so i don't think did i expect different no like golf galleries don't
0: really work that way um the thing about I I really think like this is the thing with with Phil and 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 to a certain extent Tiger too. Really, to Tiger 2, is like the character of tragic. Like I I don't know exactly the right way to describe it, but redemption story. Yeah, right? the redemption story is a fact or like flawed character is like the most popular character in every TV show, right? Yeah. You know, you think about like the big TV shows recently, like Mad Men, Don Draper, not a good guy, but people like him, you yeah. know, because there's like, you know, there's this like redeemable aspects of him. And Phil has a lot of tugs at a lot of people's heartstrings. And, you know, he's just a nice, affable guy and everything. And people can look past, oh, he made a mistake. Right. You know? um you know don draper walter white like you go down the list they're all the, the same type the of anti heroes what yeah, they called the anti- that anti- in that's the, what uh, it is the, the anti that's yeah. what i was looking for yeah popular Tony revolution
1: Soprano. yeah in drama yeah TV. um all right so so phil's just an anti-hero what one thing he isn't is entertain he was entertaining with the fans and playing in their arms uh but he was not with the press no. That was a dud. Look, we're a day and a half removed from that. But I respect Phil's <laughs> respect for everybody's questions and thoughts. A couple things seem to get under her skin, like multiple <laughs> questions, or Christine Brennan sort of giving a lengthy intro to her question about 9-11 families being uh, disgusted with him. But other than that, it was just, it was like they had a lobotomy, right? And it was just very... He- ex- Deliberate and he has to be. He can't step in it and uh, he, he seemed bothered by any questions that he was like done the tour wrong.
0: Well, the thing about it is he's done press conferences one way for thirty years. Right, sure. And this one he clearly was approaching with a a, a whole new strategy to well, press conference. Yeah. He had to. Like he could not do his smartest man in the room shtick. You know, and and yeah. tell everybody everything he knows about the topics because the questions he was being asked, if he did that, would get him in a lot of trouble. Yeah, so well. for the first time, he had to show a governor. And we would we saw what Phil Mickelson would be as like a corporate PR person yep. or a, you know a White House uh, press press Sec- yeah press, press secretary, secretary. Yeah. like yep. just going up there and trying to give non answers to every single question whether or not you know the question could get you in trouble or not you're thinking about can this be misconstrued in some way and I'm just going to give these people... I'm going to try and give these people as little as possible. I mean, and that kind of sucks,
1: right? Because he's super entertaining when he's up there and really insightful on many aspects. Remember at the Masters when he's like, they haven't had this... Like, this has been a soft golf course or they haven't actually turned this up in like a decade mm-hmm. or it's been like 2013. Remember when he said that? I think that was even last year. That, yeah, like Occasionally, year. he's like really... Put some things out there that are insightful and maybe affect change. But that's gone. Uh, his golf game. All right. So we've done the fans. We've done his press conference. His golf game. I don't expect much. He didn't look particularly great today. Uh, this was chipping around the green. This was, you know, there were some wayward tee balls, as you might expect. Do, do you expect
0: him to do anything in terms of his actual golf? No. Right. I don't. And, and I know I said the exact same thing before the PG.A, but I'm even more confident in this one.: He's out with Louis Us he almost in, finished last in the live event. Is that right? I mean he finished like 30 something. And he was in contention after the first round.
1: Ugh. yeah well i I guess he hit some shots that looked good today, but missed a lot of greens with a lot of fair. It's just a It's just a Tuesday you know practice you know, hit hit and giggle kind of thing, but didn't look particularly sharp. What I thought was a little
0: alarming is when I watched him how around think, the green. How do you he didn't think the telecast right. gonna handle Phil with you know, they're gonna be in an interesting position with fans cheering vociferously and being also a media partner of the PGA Tour who's effectively waging war against the man. And we see, you know, most Golf Channel commentary is, had, is very one-sided. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> as as it should be if you're a media partner of the PGA Tour. I would say um,
1: it'll be interesting. I think, like, the USGA kind of can silo it off and be like, look, you're here to talk about this championship. you seems not like
0: Azinger's happy. Arguing excited. on
1: behalf of uh, the PGA Tour. I'm... <laughs> Look, Zayner's <laughs> been a frequent, you know, dartboard for this podcast. I am actually ecstatic to get Zayner back this week. Entertainment value could be off the charts. He could be hollering from the booth. I need him. They need to unleash him. He needs to be bring the Johnny Miller type. You know, this guy just can't meet the moment. This is U.S. Open, Dan. This is the U.S. United States Open. And if you're not mentally strong enough, you can't handle that pressure. Like I need him to be unleashed, I need him to be hollering about Live stuff. I, I'm. It's been like he's been gone since whatever, early mid, Mar- end of March, whatever it is before the master. So much has happened. So much has happened. I was like, ah, oh, you forgot about maybe,
0: him. Maybe we could blame it all on Faldo. Now, by
1: the end of the Open Championship, maybe we're saying a different tune. But I'm actually excited to get Zinner back on the mic. I loved that he was in the press, the media tent when Phil's press conference. On Monday, he's here at like 1 o'clock shouting, trying to get like he's at the White House pre- press briefing room trying to get his questions answered. Zinner, throwing his hand up, just shouting questions.
0: Asking what, may, Jay, what
1: advice Phil would give Jay Monahan. Shackleford got that on video. I, I was dying. So anyways, <laughs> if he's revved up, I'm revved up. Anyways, I, I'm excited for Zinner. I don't know how the broadcast will handle, it, but, but Phil, I think it will only be a two-day Issue they'll have to confront. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I, okay. I mean, I fairly, fairly confident he's going to miss the cut here. Okay, it just well, doesn't seem like a good golf course for him. Just in general, um, seems like a place you got to be kind of smart with positioning the ball. You got to be very precise with. I just don't think he's played a enough golf to be precise. Yeah, and B. We, yeah, we have no reason. He doesn't look like a man that's really focused on golf right now. Seems like there's a lot going on that's in his true. life. That's you know, true. you usually don't play golf, good golf in your life if a lot's going on in your life that is stressing you out. I think it was probably good for him to go around with Rom today, and then I think he's playing
1: with Rom tomorrow. Like, how much golf has he played with like elite? high ranking yeah. are you saying that scott vincent isn't <laughs> right i mean i who knows who so he could maybe he's playing with cannon fodder charlie down in san diego he's, for the last well, he's months.
0: probably playing with charles charles who came on on live from and you know oh sure charles <laughs> Sir oh, that's Charles not a high level i'm talking about rob i think it's probably He's good saying he might be a sub 10 handicap by the end of next year <laughs>
1: What is another note or two from the ground before we I you take to away? I'll
0: bring some stuff about the course. I went out All and right. watched it. You know, I went out and watched golf. Um, <laughs> I was uh, I was actually shocked about the USGA setup, and you know, I, I I'm pretty excited about it. The rough's pretty manageable. What? It's do you not mean that long. In Terms of thickness. And height? and the thing about it is, there's pockets of really thick stuff in spots, like in spots that you would expect people to bail to, which what, I like that.
1: What kind of process, what kind of investigative reporting did you do? Were you through, dropping golf balls in the rough? Were you well, down there patting around on all fours? What I did do was
0: run out and drop golf balls in the thickest spot I could find. Just what for I did effect, was for a social walked, media effect. I walked probably 27 holes, and just walked in different spots and looked at things. And really, I think it's, it's not crazy. You could play out of, like, a, a normal guy could play out of, like, some of this stuff. Now, if is you that miss that good it, in your eyes? I do. I think it is, because you want people to get into precarious positions here. And if they're just chopping it out and hitting it up to the front of the green, they aren't going to get into that. But if you give somebody the illusion, and, and this golf course will feast on you when you lose control, but you don't realize that you've lost control. Because... If you get above the flag, you've brought, everybody here that's listening's probably watched some social videos about how sloped the greens are. You know they're they're intensely back to front, and and really, the deadly miss is when you think you can pull off a shot, it comes out hotter than you think, and you find yourself over a green. Mm-hmm. And at this place, with the way the greens are sloped, like sometimes you could be struggling to keep it on the green you know if you caught a flyer and hit it into the eighth green there's a very good very real possibility of chipping it 60 yards down a hill
1: all those guys uh practiced a lot of uh attempts at flops from behind the greens today rob phil lucas a bear herbert don't call me a bear try and flops i mean it was it's really I, hard and you presumably you're going to be coming in with a uh you know low lofted club right the Par five second shot, and you could go through the green and somehow I don't know how you're going to flop it and try to hold it without running it 60 yards down the front of the hill.
0: But One of the most there. therapeutic things that I watched today was Hideki's caddy. Hideki was not playing his, Hideki's caddy's out doing his his work yeah, show
1: his paces going
0: through his paces his man this guy he was just rolling balls yeah up to the the, the front edge yeah and seeing where they fell down. And he found this little pocket on the right side of the eighth green that holds. Yeah, right side. You said there's just this little. Yeah. it's the very right edge of the green. Yeah. it doesn't hold. It doesn't have the front that the rest of it has. Yeah. It was unbelievable. He went all the way across. It took him ten minutes. I just stood there and watched it. Interesting. It was unbelievable. And he did that, and then he found this one little pocket that held. It, it just like it was really cool. just a neat moment of seeing a, a, a caddy. A pro's pro do his work. Yeah. I, I, you know, I respected it. But, um, but they're they're running they're running right.
1: I mean, for now, yeah. They're, um, they're, they aren't
0: that fast. I don't. Okay. Think. I don't think they're they. they well, I just you know if they ramp up the greens, they don't have any pins. pins. They're not big. That's though. one of the big things I think about the golf course is it's a golf course that when you're twenty feet, you're going to be usually dealing with like considerable slope so way more break than we're used to seeing you're gonna see guys with like kind of backs to pins and like putting some weird putts from 25 30 feet 20 feet um so one of the things that i was thinking about today was if i was gonna look at putting at all i think that Short putting is going to be really important this week because there's going to be a lot of three- to five-foot cleanup. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of pizza left in the box. And they're today. going to be on or to side, side hills. That's what I'm saying. Like You're going to get in spots where you can't – it's going to be hard to lay it dead because of the amount of slope. And especially everybody, you know, when you get those hook hooking putts <laughs> – you know, it's just so hard to lay it dead because it, it starts kind of hooking away from you mm-hmm. and running downhill. Mm-hmm. So lots of pizza in the box this week. You got to watch
1: hat phrase. What the hell is that? Is that something that people say? I don't think I've ever heard that.
0: It's an alternative to, pizza you know, a lot that meat left on of, the bone. Yeah. All right. Little, You're coming up little, with your own. A little bit of pizza left in the box. I, I didn't come up with this. This was this. I played with a couple uh couple young Cal golfers and uh over the winter and they said that and I said to myself I like that phrase I like that phrase more than meat on the bone pizza in the box a little pizza in the box okay
1: all right we'll have to integrate that going Uh, forward you got half a
0: pizza in the box there I I got leftovers
1: I'm I've you know this isn't really a profound thing to say I'm I'm incredibly excited for the course I know it's not maybe not the meat the absolute best U.S. Open venue, but I, I think it really will meet the moment. Hopefully for for I for a U.S. Open test. I hope they don't really dial it down too much. Um, but every there's just different kinds of shots. Different every green feels like it could be set up to kick someone's ass. Not every, but most that I see and watch, uh, I think there are different sort of uncomfortable shots that have to be hit that the lots draw of blindness 13 uh, yeah it's just it's just really cool I, and maybe that won't Well, hold, the does, maybe doesn't matter for is the just TV hit, it, hit it in
0: hope yeah the likelihood of keeping the fairway. you know what
1: I don't mind that what the hell you know what what that's the what hell I, that's what I want a ball running into the rough one tee shot see. for these pampered f's and where it's hit it in hope I don't care who cares
0: one time <laughs> I'll say this about the course where where I've settled on it is it's a beautiful beautiful place some yes. really cool stuff going on but it's kind of like a half renovated house you know you, you walk into one room and you're like this is incredible this hole is great like what like really like the stretch of like two through seven okay two through eight is great you know, you walk, you play, you watch those holes, and everything's restored, and you're just like, "God, this is so awesome!" I think like the best, maybe the best viewing spot I saw today was the grandstand behind two, especially if you work your way up to the top of that, yeah, because you can see all of that stretch. Like two great par three, it's a short converted short par four. Two three is. Probably one of the most epic holes there, Three. iconic. You you yeah. tee off and you have these rock anchor robbings Four is like an incredibly hard par four. Come back the other way. That is going to have like some of the craziest putts. That's the like one of the like most severe greens that yeah. I haven't heard a lot of people talking about. That's
1: that's long, right? That's gonna be a super longer long approach.
0: with a super severe green. Yeah. Um, and then five is a short par four that you know it's not the best short par four in the world, but <laughs> You know, you kind of can't
1: see that probably from the top of two, right? Can you see five, five green maybe? Oh yeah. That's right next to two green. You're right. right.
0: Um, And then six, which I think is probably the best hole on the course. It's a par three. Um, But then like, so those holes are restored and it's like, wow, look at these pin positions, this variability that it has. And then you go to some other parts of the course and you're like, why didn't they, why didn't they, you're like, this is a cool room. In this house, you, I can see potential here, but they just didn't do the work. And that's the thing that just like boggles my mind about this golf course and its hosting a national championship. They renovated every single building on property for this championship, and they didn't renovate their entire golf course.
1: Is that true about the buildings?
0: Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Did they not want? Is that by choice? I think, I think a lot of it goes to the identity of the small greens. But yeah. as the golf course, I think, will show holes like six. Like the restoring, six the, renov- the renovation allows the golf hole to play differently. Now you're going to see yeah. a hole like 12, which has a, you know, very severe green, front a very back, back tiny, small yeah. green that yeah. sits into this ledge. Yep. It used to be a very big green. And this is going to be like the eighth at Pebble Beach, where the they're they're going to move the pin one foot one way. One, the next day it's going to move a yard up. Yeah. The yep. next it's just going to be a you know, there's going to be four pins within you know there are three at least three. Maybe they got two good pins, but like there's going to be three pins within five feet of each other.
1: By way of example, I watched Rom and Phil practice chipping from there much more than putting. I think they expect to small green miss it chip to similar pins similar spots and you know that's what they need to work on more than any kind of putting right because there's not a lot of different putts from different sectors I suspect but
0: But it's a thrilling golf course it's great I, I, I want like I said this is a great house it's just got like you know, some holes that aren't quite up to snuff with the rest of the house. What you know? I'd say
1: is it also just feels really appropriate for the national championship at this moment. Yeah, Like, just cool, cool spot that that should host it for sure. All one, right, of let's, the, let's, one of the
0: other things, big takeaway <clears throat> that will be cool is there's way more variability off the tee than I thought. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty narrow. Where the variability comes is distances they push. Mm-hmm. And... It's super interesting because it puts people in like some, you know, the seventh hole. Bryson walked up to it and was like, I would never have thought of it this way, but it makes sense. It was in the wind today. He's like, is this hole drivable to his caddy? Mm-hmm. And it that's a hole like he laid up. Interesting. But
1: he tried hitting driver. Rom says that's a driver hole. Go for it.
0: So some people think it's that. Other people are laying back. And the 17th is really similar to that. Um, there are a lot of holes that have the third will be fun to watch if it's downwind one day. Because that will really put, do people try and push it over there. Over the rocks. And, every- and, and coupled with the blindness, it's a really compelling golf course off the tee, despite being pretty narrow. And despite what Justin Thomas might say. Okay. <laughs> I mean, he's not even using the phrase. The does the catch-all phrase of a golf course for a tour pro is—is is this all right there in front of you? I read this last night. I think
1: in, I think it might have been shock first. I was like, "What? Isn't this the opposite? Like, isn't this the one where you couldn't, you can't say it's right there in front of you because of all the blind landing spots?
0: Yeah, greens, so, tee shots, everything. Here's the the blind tee shots. They have the <laughs> the fourth completely blind tee shots or part you know completely to partially blind you're not gonna see where it lands. fourth fifth 10th uh 12th 13th and 15th are all partially to completely blind but they're but it's right in front of you you
1: see an attack uh anyways all right let's do uh let's do a quick ad read then i want to come back and just real quick clean up something on how we if we will see that variability and what variability in distance and setup Uh, Let's do an ad read. We are at the Precision Pro House. It's going to be a fun uh, week here. We're going to have guests drop in. We have the live show tomorrow. We should just plug that one last time. Live show at High Street Place, the Food Hole. It's on, I think, 100 High Street in downtown Boston. We brought a bunch of merch not a bunch, but a fair amount of merch to give away. Some turkey. We aren't going to tout dollar cheese. amounts of our merch. But, We're in yeah. a small shop. Towels. It's, it's above $100. <laughs> you got a lot of people that said it, it. I guess they put it on the leaderboard. Every leaderboard out there. Will Knights was saying, but they didn't say which podcast. Come to the 19th hole for a podcast recording. So there might be some people disappointed if they get down to the high street place food hall. But that's USGA's 19th hole. We'll have some merch. Uh, we record at 6 p.m. on Wednesday night. If you want to go to that, it opens at 4. A bunch of different stuff. Bar games, support the first tee, things like that. We'll be
0: hanging out there. Uh, and Precision Pro's got a big Father's Day sale. That's right. They turn off our codes during that segue? this. segue? They turn off our codes. That's right. You, They just want you to save as much money as possible. So they turn off our codes. Right. And just give you the discount, I think. So they are sponsoring
1: the house for the... For you know they do flashback Friday for the year, but they've they've got us up here for the US Open. They have the new NX10. It is the first customizable rangefinder in golf meaning can pick your colors, logos, you can add your own logo. it's got like an interchangeable side plate and front plate. Um, it this might be trouble for you quite honestly. Features an upgraded magnet that seems like trouble. So the last thing I need is a that, better magnet. The, a new LCD display and an external slope switch. Uh, the NX10 feels great in your hands. So that's out. The NX10 and their Father's Day sale from now until June 19th. You go to PrecisionProGolf.com and you save $20 on the new NX10 or f- up to $40 on their other award-winning lineup. So you get $40 off the other stuff, $20 on the new one, the NX10. You you know, they've got award-winning customer service. I know you met Eric. I did. Uh, I took a picture with bucket. Eric. All right. We'll talk about Eric. That, that <laughs> may be something. Sub- I need to hear more about Eric before the end of the week. But uh, thanks to Precision Pro for getting us up here, helping us support our week at the U.S. Open. You go to precisionprogolf.com and uh, take advantage of their Father's Day sale. If you haven't got your Father's Day something, uh, f- Father's something yet, your Father's Day something, whatever, your Father's something yet, just get it from there and print it out, right? May not be there by Sunday. Get it Precision Pro Golf and just. Do a printout of the receipt. That's, you know, that's our that's our approach to Christmas. All right. Core stuff we we're talking about. Do you think the USGA will push the envelope in any way or really mix? Uh, Mike Davis really got into sort of varying the t- T's from day to day in terms of yardages. Um, do you think we'll see a lot of that? And do you
0: think we'll see them push the envelope at all? I do not. I think that era of setup is over. Um, I think I think this is uh, a very fair setup. And I think that they are, fair frankly, police. afraid to push players at this state. So I was thinking about this today and why this era of setup is so drastically different, I think, is because of social media. Players used to criticize and take to criticizing through the media, and the media was then a filter. And I think most media members generally take player criticism with a somewhat of a grain of salt, or at least counter it and ask other questions that may illuminate. Yeah. That may illuminate where this criticism is coming from. They ask other players that might... You know, either verify or refute that criticism where social media has given this direct avenue for every player we saw at Southern Hills. We saw General Patton. Go off Fly off the handle We see Tyrrell Hatton
1: About the sand and, Yeah uh, So
0: you know Like there's this Just this ability To go on there What
1: was the onset of that? And be the
0: microphone And get all the fans riled up
1: What was the onset of that? Kevin Na at Aaron yeah. Hills That might have been like The crawling first one out.
0: Yeah crawling Didn't out.
1: they
0: cut it back After yeah. that at some
1: point At Aaron Hills?
0: So I think this is You know Where I feel like some uh, Part of the U- U.S. Opens, You know Kind of Identity has been rooted in. You're not on the PGA Tour. You're coming to our championship, and this is this is the way we're and we're going to get under your skin, and this is the way it is. To now, I think the USGA is frankly a little bit scared of the players. That there's
1: a new kind of platform and way to get out mm-hmm. anti-USGA USGA, messaging, and the
0: USGA gets blamed. And it and it's like easy to understand.
1: Nobody likes being. There's a pile on too. Yeah. Like there's a lot of Twitter users who just pile on or social media users. The Tour Pros pile on. There's no filter, right? It's not like a Sports Illustrated article that comes out a day later that's even, you know, talks about the critique, but then talks about this. There's no
0: balance afforded because the players have a direct pathway to criticize.
1: So you really think their setup is being influenced by this? Yes. And it will be this week.
0: They hired. Somebody to be a player liaison for this with a team. Yeah. This is, you know, so it really crystallized today. Like when I was walking around there and I was just like, kind of like, you know what? This is a PGA championship setup. Interesting. Really? I think the scoring, this golf course is really freaking hard. It is not an easy golf course. Man. But I, I see the winning score, in the six no. plus range. Okay. I think that par seventy. I have you know, some suspicions
1: <laughs>
0: that there's a considerable amount of water that's going down every night. Um. Sounds like an yeah. Su- I mean, I suspicion. will say the fairways are uh, impeccable. They are incredible. Um, The crew at the Country Club, the fairway turf is just extraordinary out there. It is yep. fast. It's not very firm. It's not as firm as it could be. Really? Okay. Because of the water. But it is fast. Okay. It flies. Yep. And I think that's really cool for the false fronts. But I think that this place c- could be Really dry out and be a rock, but it's not going to be allowed. To well, it's be. not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Because of potential just social media, anti-USGA fallout, and the and way that train just runs out of the station as soon as something happened.
0: I was with a, another person that's played a lot of championship <laughs> golf Yeah, last week and has played a uh, championship at, at the country club, and he said that golf course is by far the hardest golf course I've ever played. And I think that's the thing, you know, I th- and then, you know, another player's told me it's right there with Shinnecock. Yeah. Um, and I think this is like, if you compare it, will be really the lead up. The weather has been phenomenal. There might rain on Friday, might. but the it's
1: dwindling a little bit more as the days go on. But this little could, wind on Thursday, this little. place
0: could be a rocket. Yeah. And, I think we're gonna see something much more tame than, say, Shinnecock, and you know, and some that was right on the edge, right? And that I think that was the last time that they've really pushed. Yeah, it's been a pretty clean,
1: clean slate or clean open in nineteen twenty and twenty one.
0: I think this is just the reality of the state of of professional golf and where the confidence that the USGA has in their ability to be able to oh, test God. So the players have all the power
1: in every in every sort of arena at this point so all right <clears throat> well maybe i mean maybe not in a rollback though it seems like more and more is progressing on that yeah
0: and i you know here's the thing <coughs> if we have to give up the you know torture setups and i don't think it's necessarily like a bad thing that i want to be clear here like, I don't think this is necessarily the worst thing. Yeah. Like, I understand where the, where this comes from, this angle. And, you know, I think they their tournament will be better thought of without big controversies like that, right? Yeah. And it'll be more respected with players, which can help them, which helps them do other things that are very important, you know, like a equipment rollback sure so that courses don't need to be pushed to the absolute brink in order to challenge these guys
1: mm-hmm. all right let's do one of our, our favorite uh segments before a major wednesday episode before a major favorite tea times that came out we love doing this just sort of organically fell into this whatever four years ago uh usga i've got, j- I've got one jumped the gun
0: posted these early on monday so early it was weird I, I think it's probably because of the live stuff. What does that mean? They, they people were that was going to be the conversation all Mondays. I wonder what the pairings are going to be. I wonder uh-huh. what the pairings okay. are. So they just threw it out there. I think they're they're potentially worried about breeding, and they want to breeding. Yeah, they want to keep certain cats away oh from God. other cats. All right. All so right. we don't Where we, if we don't get any. How uh, too many house cats roaming around, and they put Billy Boy, I Patrick Cantley and Daniel Berger? nobody who's really done much of anything relevant in a major together. I would say these are three
1: red asses and totally like unique and different ways, right? <laughs> right? With like just a different approach. Billy Boy is obviously the histrionics and, and like very emotive. Can't and
0: Cantlay seems like-
1: just bristles and like yeah. steaming under underneath. Seems passive aggressive, somewhat. <clears throat> some Burger, ways. like, gets some sort of like every now and then does this like bro <laughs> thing where he gets finds himself in, in sort of not backing down trouble, doesn't give it what. Um, so three guys, you could say, if there is maybe some sort of setup or hole that 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 causes trouble or they are imploding personally on their own volition with nothing like could could have some issues i like that trio though not not like when things start going bad you know those
0: guys that that's that could be a bad vibes group i got one circled here telecaster's dream zalatoris and cameron young i have this the wake boys playing together you know with the south great, florida bull walking yeah, neiman, with Joaquin neiman. South Florida legend but zal torres and cameron young just filled you know the dad the father or the dad who's the pro at sleepy hollow with cameron young then you got zell torres his childhood at the cal club and friends you know growing up in dallas you know all this stuff just just you know Easy stuff. Yeah. Easy. easy Crutches galore. Yeah. Crutches galore in that group. But three great players to watch.
1: Three really good strikers. Exactly. Exactly. Um, I would say a random one is like, how do we get this? Shank, Adam Shank, (laughs) just sort of the creative player. Uh, Mid-Am champ, Stuart Hagistad. (laughs) And the sort of tempestuous Grayson Murray. Like, what a weird...
0: Odd sort of combination, that is. It's just just sort of a... Here's a question for you. So, I assume Grayson Murray knows what Adam Shank looks like. Do you think Stu Hagestad will be able to pick out who Adam Shank is when he gets close to the first tee? Like, do you think he knows what, who, what Adam Shank looks like? Is
1: Hagestad the rare amateur that probably more people could pick out than, than Adam, Adam Shank, Shank? Who's like a bona fide tour player, like a real absolutely Legit established tour player i think that's right
0: Hagestad's
1: <laughs> has like a making
0: a cut making the cut at the masters low am at the masters is more memorable <laughs> than anything adam shank has done in six years on tour or whatever however long he's been uh, on tour all right so that's an odd one what else you got um here's uh here's one i i like this one i think one of the two one of the two guys will do something um in this tournament we got chris gotter up fred Biondi, and harry hall
1: what are you saying to they'll do something
0: i think like i think gotter up or harry hall they're both playing great golf i think one of those two guys is going to do something i think one of those two guys is going to be kind of in the mix i, I would don't love know. to
1: get some Burley boy representation at the nas- national championship you know Burley boy yeah. he's he's a I saw he was at the Red Sox game tonight. He's just a good thick you know, boy.
0: We're shipping out a uh, one of our country club shirts to you know a member of the Burley Boys, and what? I asked I asked for a size, and I shouldn't ask what asked. A country, like a fried egg squirrel shirt? Yeah, or okay. And he and he uh, and he replied with uh, XL. I shouldn't have even asked. Should have just sent the, sent the XL <laughs> I Fantastic. should have sent a double XL too for one of those The his Burly runs.
1: boys have gotten in our DMs the various <laughs> burly boys, like so they were, they will always be our our sort of our, our guys. Our what boys, else you got so to speak So this is like a marquee group. I was just wondering, it's very hard to say like the winner is most likely out of this trio, right? But it feels like this is if I were to pick one tea time where the winner would come from, it feels like Rory, Hideki, and Xander is a good one. Because I wow. feel like Rory and Xander are two really good options.
0: Um, Hideki, I think, is good <coughs> too. Hideki's not a bad I option. As- I was asking this caddy today about health. You were? I was about talking Shoda? to Sh- oh, yeah. yeah he he was a, he's a great guy yeah of course really enjoyed talking to him um you mean he's actually a person besides
1: the viral moment yeah the the bow at the 18th hole at the masters
0: i asked about uh hideki and he he goes i was like how is he feeling he's like he's great 100 percent." he goes and he goes he needed the rest okay and i was like yeah last year was nuts he goes absolutely crazy um uh, so, I would
1: just say, you know, that's obviously a marquee Group. It just feels like one, <clears throat> the strongest w- of chance for a winner to come you out of You want a one.
0: random one?
1: Well, I have a few of those. Yeah.
0: Torbjorn, Brian Stewart, Piss, Bear? Steward, Piss Bear, Oh, yeah, I saw that. Piss Bear, guy. Brian Stewart, and Nick Hardy by I. He's yeah. been playing good golf, too. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't, you that's know, that's one, one of the things I like about the US Open. You know, is there's usually there's usually one pro who kind of like jumps off from the U.S. Open, right? Like Xander's a great example and the probably the most famous one, right? Yeah, seven. Kind of was struggling a little bit out in the wilderness, and then all of a sudden he top five. I think he finished fifth that year, and he's off and running. And I think that's one of the the things. Like I I look at some of these names. And obviously, I just named, you know, Goddard up and Harry Hall. But then you've got guys like Nick Hardy. You've got guys like Isaiah Salinda, who hasn't done much of anything, but is uber, uber talented. You know, largely considered probably the one of the most talented players uh, a couple of years ago coming out. So you see players like that, and it, it, the this gives them a stage where you know, maybe things haven't gone the right way. Maybe PGA Tour setups where they're playing courses that everybody else in the field has seen five times. They they're playing them for the first time, and then everybody comes here and it's the first time, mm-hmm. right?
1: Uh, I, you know what another like super random one is? I don't understand what the connection was. Is Kisner, Henley, and Harmon? I don't know why they put them together. Okay, just moving on. Um, I like I like the Presidents Cup. Sunjay Mito, I mean, Eric Van Royen, like, they what's they should left? put that in featured groups and see how many times they mention Georgia. Sunjay Mito, Eric Van Royen, still holding out with all the President's Cup dwindling with, with the live...
0: What about option. Nah Garcia, and Hatton?
1: I have that one as just an absolutely terrible trio. <laughs> like, of just... Do you think it's a recruiting session? Bad temperamental... It could be. Temperamental guys, like... If they put these three in, like, whatever, what's the head of the Charles? What's a crew? What do they call that? A canoe? A rowboat? Yeah. Put the, like, send these, ship these guys out in, in a canoe down the middle of the Charles. Kevin Na, Sergio Garcia, and Tyrrell. Where do you think, if Tyrrell needs to go three for three, he needs to keep batting a 1,000. He's bitched about Augusta National. He bitched about Southern Hills. Where and why and how will he bitch? about the country club, the greens, something, the the greens, could be the
0: greens, how much slopes in the greens. Yeah. They're they're "Ah, similar ah, to the, that's what, that's what his, one of his complaints about the Southern Hills was. Yeah. So that could be it. There could be the blindness. Oh, you know, I mean, come on. I'll tell you what I was seeing, I was out there watching. I mean, caddies are giving bad lines because of the blindness. Like they are, they're giving bad lines. Like, legitimately, and this is one of the times where they need to do a lot of work, there are going to be situations where caddies give players just bad lines I'm because kind of the blindness.
1: Of, I'm kind of huge on JT playing last like Monday, like full, like last week coming through town before he we went to Canada. I, I just That's not to say nobody else did. He's playing with Victor Hovland and Tony now, But I just I, I do think – I don't know. This is like a course – caddy and player look they're the best in the world like you might could use a little extra than the than the two and a half three days you get
0: more cow is saying he's playing a draw right now <laughs> That sounds doesn't sound good okay um I have what do you think let's just
1: the crickets group just nobody about, out there following. how about Fran
0: Quinn 57 year old Fran Quinn I love Quinn. the
1: Fran Quinn story I'm big on the Fran Quinn story Uh, the, uh low 50 something Phil or Fran who's lower I'm gonna go Fran (laughs) okay I mean just do we know what kind of speed he has we know Phil can at least hit it move it out
0: there um what do you think do you think uh William Mao how about him being with Troy Merritt from Eagle Idaho and uh Andrew Putnam from Washington how about that you know, Mao, obviously stud amateur. Pepperdine. Pepperdine. That's just random places for pro golfers to live. Yeah, sure. Idaho. I love that Mariton, Idaho. Yeah, do you think he moved? Why do you think he moved out there? I don't know.
1: Good life out there.
0: What's do you the, think this is a pitcher's park? But, Should we be considering Leishman? No. Wait, a pitcher's park? yeah why because that's where he thrives yeah because he, he can use he can, he can, the big field
1: yeah, he can use the big field like a Petco Park or some yeah. of these where you can <laughs> like get Seattle out the like Seattle before they brought the brought yeah. fences interesting. in interesting uh it doesn't feel like a pitcher's <laughs> park it feels like you gotta have a little bit of pop in the bat maybe you don't have to be hitting 45 homers a year but you gotta be a threat to at least
0: go yard you and, feel and feel hit like 20 tw- 25 25 can homer a guy your story no I don't think so alright
1: um <laughs> Uh, worst, I mean, crickets group, total crickets. Anyone, you know, Boston people, like who? I, and we're familiar and we enjoy his work. Dick Bland, Rekio Hoshino, and Ryan Fox. Just a group that's probably not doing circle. a lot for the crowds out there. You know, it's just not getting it done for them. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a mix of, of with qualifiers and whatnot that, that you get a lot of that but uh for the fans i'm suggesting they might not be in on that one do you care does Does phil shane and louis do anything for you i mean lowry's
0: playing very well i feel bad for lowry right he's gonna be in that circus yeah it's like he's the only one that's played any semblance of good golf lately in that group i know that's that's a bad draw for him having to play with i that mean louie finished last on the stingers last week stingers, stingers i FC. did we need to walk I around
1: downtown boston and just ask people what they make of the stingers <laughs> fc can they carry just, momentum up against smash with bryson coming in in portland you he's gonna
0: be on running smash
1: yeah someone was i think deep fried egg somebody was pointing out they have like in the, those terrible team descriptions, there's sort of a, a signal that they talk about science and stuff, so it's clear that, that he might be moving
0: who's the Who's this <clears> man? <throat> is it Kim? I don't know any of this <laughs> shit.
1: Like, this is the thing. We're not at the point where we know who the players are and what team they're on. Nobody need This is stuff we all have to look up.
0: Um, any other tea times you want to hit I'm on? excited about Cam Tringali's uh, group, you know, Sam Horsfield and uh, Sean Norris. That's, that's a weak one.
1: That's a weak one. All right, that does it for our tea times. Any other things from uh, the U.S. Open you want to hit on before we do picks? Um, <coughs> Any other notes from the ground? We'll have plenty to talk about. For, we have a, a live show again
0: on Wednesday. We'll have another episode before they tee it off. I think that's, that's, about, that's about it from the okay. country club here that, that I have, uh, have right now.
1: Look, I'll just say this. I, I'm really... Really excited for this one, I, and I don't say that as lip service because we're here on the ground. It just feels like it could be a great championship. I guess
0: one of the things.
1: Honestly, I wouldn't say I was after we came for media day. I would say there's possibility this is sort of a slog and, and boring, but I, I think I, I'm pretty amped for it now.
0: Here, here's the thing. All right, of the of the top ten in the world, no, nope, they're not peaking. There's
1: holes right now.
0: Yeah, so you got Scheffler. I think you got to say you trust him. Yep. Rahm, not really playing good golf. uh uh-uh. Rory, you got to, I guess, I mean, it's a major. Trust so. him to top 10. <laughs> right? Yeah. Cantlay, no trust there. JT, trust him. Cam Smith. Does he drive it? I don't know. Well enough? Okay. That's, good, that's a question mark. Morikawa no. hasn't really played well. Hovland, neither. Hovland hasn't either. Uh, Burns? Is Bermuda out there? No. Don't trust him. <laughs> I'm kidding, but yes. And uh, Speeth, Do you trust Speeth? <sighs> Such a subjective question.
1: Yeah, I trust it will be I trust Spieth next week. <clears throat> What's next week? Travelers? Oh, because he peaks mentally and physically, lines up the next week. Like.
0: Yeah. He's he's reverse career Omira.
1: What does that mean? O'Mira always did the Omira peaked
0: at the end of his career, Uh-oh. won all the things, but Uh-oh. it was just the king okay. of the bees before. I see. And and Speed's that's gonna be king of the bees after. It's a
1: speed. So disrespectful. Yeah, there's not I mean I almost trust Billy Boy more than everybody you just listed besides like JT and uh oh, well that's Rory the crazy thing. You,
0: you get into the second ten, if you go down the second ten I think I, yeah, I would trust Billy Boy, Xander, Hideki, Zalatoris Finau is playing good golf. Maybe, maybe, yeah. DJ, you never know. He's not playing good. No. Um, Neiman. Fitzy is a top 10 Fitzy option. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. You go down that second 10 and there's almost more guys that you trust to contend. All right. So who's your pick? Who are you taking this week? Scheffler going you out are? on the ledge number 1 player in the world i, think I got I took him. him at
1: southern hills and he he
0: i got him he's coming off a miscut in a major i just he's he's played pretty well he's been in the mix he obviously didn't get it done at uh, at uh southern hills colonial colonial oh, okay so. uh but i i just i like i like his game what i love about it is all around like he's good at everything
1: Yeah. i think you know uh i'm going to take xander shoffley uh I the house cat. don't have a ton of confidence that he'll win. I have confidence that he's playing wow. well and can contend and it always has more or less at the US Open. Uh so I will take Xander. I hope I haven't used him this year. I never look at that stuff. So I could be in, in for a rude awakening if I have. Um all right. Anything else on news you want to hit? We got our one and done picks news. There's a golf digest report tonight from uh, John Huggins, Dan report that Scott Pelley is weighing his options about maybe getting back into bed with the Saudis. I don't know how that would work. I thought the tour has like a board seat. Obviously, the DP World Tour is in a bad way. They're kind of in a shitty spot. They're going to be further marginalized. Just something to keep an eye on that would just cause another just – I don't think the moat could be big enough if they had another sort of betrayal like that. It would be a mess. All
0: right. If I'm uh – you know, if you're Keith Pelly if it doesn't seem like, let's just operate under the pretense of live exists because live does. Yeah, it does. Okay? And it's going to get stronger. Do you have a more clear path to being relevant partnered with the tour or loosely partnered with the tour it seems?
1: Well I don't think they're gonna be loosely. I think the tour when they see Liv making a bid is be like, All right, we'll fully merge and we'll buy you out and we'll figure out some sort of world tour
0: here. That's that's the tour's the PGA tour will be backed into a corner there. So do you do you think where do you think they have a better opportunity to be relevant? I mean, if you take out survive. all the sort
1: of the, the, the moral
0: issues. Yes, like, I think I'm it's, just saying from a yeah. pure, and that's it, his job. Is, I
1: think you're supremely entertained by the, the or intrigued, not entertained, intrigued by the live offer. And I think you go with that. You have I the options to have a lot of these American players suddenly
0: have to take up membership. Yeah, would be, like DJ, DJ. Like the, I think the reality of that situation is that, from a pure business standpoint, there's no way you can look at the two and think that you have a a good situation with the tour and live existing. Yeah, they got to do something. And the tour is already, and this is part of the issue with the tour playing their hand the way they have, is that they have put the they by doing and being so bold with their you know bands and everything and not like being like okay we're just gonna make our product better but part of the what they've done is they have put the european tour into a corner where they are like totally screwed yeah yeah but now they have like a little bit
1: of leverage to get something exactly either
0: and they're smart to do
1: this yeah you know yeah. they
0: they have to, they're yeah. this is their only path to survival really.
1: Yeah. Uh, anything else from today? Rom's presser was lauded as sort of like you know Roy did his usual defense. You know we talked about live at the top, but Rom gave a pretty nice summation. Yeah. Probably the rare guy who said use the "I'm not a politician" line. The format just sucks, <laughs> you know, like I'm not go- like sort of threaded the needle in a different way, right? It was incredible. I don't care about the politics. I'm not a politician. I'm not going to judge anyone. This format, this golf just sucks. 54 holes, shotgun start, no cut is not golf. Sort of a different damn- damnation. He also threw out a very specific figure, 400 million. I don't know if that's yeah, like exactly I- what he was offered, but it felt like specific. So,
0: uh, which is interesting, you know, number one player in the world for much of the last year. 400 million. It's, I love I love how he was like, you know, if I got 400 million, it wouldn't change my life yeah. or how we live. And it's like, well, you know, 400 million probably would, but you know, at the same time. It's, it's pretty, just, you know, to like play the PGA Tour. Yeah, and I I just appreciate like it wouldn't change the way I live. Yeah. Right? He's got plenty of money at this point and I think like I don't know. I I go back and forth with this whole thing because I just I'd like the tour to improve I yeah. want the tour to win but through improvement yeah not through like
1: some sort of a hammer ban or thing yeah. like that that doesn't seem like it's gonna work either way but so alright alright that does it Father's Day sale in the merch we have so we have a bunch of to- Pretty good stuff, I would say. Ton, I thought
0: it was pretty cool. Ton of stuff in there. Yeah, cool go, stuff came in. Go
1: peruse. We've got US Open, fried egg, merch, uh, uh, the know, Squirrel, squirrel t-shirts. Country Club, Squirrel t shirts. Got a bunch of new pullovers, vests, polos. Uh, I think there's a few polos. Price ranges uh, 15% auto apply to checkout. And then we'll be at uh, the High Street Place Food Hall on Wednesday. Recording around 6 o'clock if you're in the Boston area. All right, more to come Wednesday, Thursday, all through the week from the Precision Pro House. Thanks again for the support, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow.